You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. There's a mummy coming to get you. <laughs> okay, uh, hello everybody and welcome to After the Show episode number 28. And this is for Sunday, July the 27th. We're going to be looking at two Blu-ray discs today. We're taking it a bit different. We're looking at two, two in a row. Kind of a double feature. We're looking at the Mummy Deluxe Edition and the Mummy Returns Deluxe Edition on Blu-ray. Now, these year of release of these movies was 1999 and 2001. These DVDs came out on Tuesday, July the 22nd, so you can get them now. It's one of the first releases from Universal on Blu-ray, along with Doomsday, which we reviewed last week. Loved uh, it. Which day? Loved it. Loved it, yeah. Doomsday. Loved it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thanks to our friends at Universal, they sit talk with... Well, if, you haven't, if you've been living oh. under a rock or a pyramid, you... You're going to make me synopsisize this. Synopsisize. Um, well, should we synopsisize the it's whole... It's an adventure of fine... Yeah, the whole thing together. Should, let's whole. refer to this whole thing as one big movie. I think it is, personally. It is. It is, is, of course, action-adventure. There is a... 3,000 years ago, a dude defied... Or what what do you call it? When he um, turned against his pharaoh because he's, like, doing his chick. And they conspire (laughs) to kill the pharaoh guy. And then this guy sort of sells his soul to, like, dark... I'm not 100% clear. But he, like... For some reason, he becomes... He has, like, a high priest or something, so... He is high priest Dimitar. He kind of is um, preserved, like, in a big Tupperware bowl. Somewhere into the sand kind of thing. <laughs> oh, you didn't see that movie that I'm talking about? <laughs> a sarcophagus? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's not a Tupperware yes. bowl. No, not Tupperware bowl. But some kind of ancient Tupperware. That's what it is. He's mummified alive. Okay? With the... Yeah. Yeah, he it. is, actually. Ew, that's gross. Then... Zoom forward to 1923 when Brendan Fraser meets Rachel Weiss and they become kind of mummy hunters and stuff. <laughs> That's like the worst synopsis ever. Yeah, but you know, like you said, if you've lived under a rock, I know. it's actually an adventure of finding somebody a mummy. out there might have been living under there, a rock. This guy is going to come back to life to rule the world and find his chick that was, you know, the yeah, original that, chick. It's actually a little. It's just action and If we put both two movies together, too, as one big movie. Oh, yeah. The synopsis is uh, quite a lot bigger than that. Yeah, and then in number two... Well, could it... Uh, it's really hard, this. Would we kill, Would we give away... No, no. One? In number two, they want to use the same mummy guy from the first one to battle the Scorpion King so that, again, these bad folks can take over the world. Yeah, so second one, similar, bigger. It's the same movie, really. Just with a different, you know... With a kid, yeah. Well, it's got enough differences to be a different. It's it's what it does. A, it's what a se- it's kind of got a bit of sequel itis. Yes. Oh, that's really good. Okay. Sequel it. Did you make that up or did yeah. you read that somewhere else? No, I just made that up. Like it. Like it added that's elements perfect. that you kind of expect from sequels nowadays. Yeah, that's perfect. Sequel itis. We're going to use that in the future. Yeah, we should. we should. That's one of So our... that's my wrap up of The Mummy and The Mummy Returns. Okay, now let me tell a little story about The Mummy and The Mummy Returns. When we first met, which was in the year uh, around 1999 actually, when this mo- when this movie came out. You remember? Well, yes, I'm telling the story. So me and thee, me and you, <laughs> we went to see The Mummy when I visited here on holiday. We did. See. Yeah, it was one of the first movies we actually saw together, I would I would guess. Maybe not the first, because we went, also went to see... End of Days. And, <laughs> listen, we also went to see the one with Robert De Niro and Billy Crystal. Like, analyze this. We also oh, saw that. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we saw that, we saw that. And this was the... Mum- we saw The Mummy, and I absolutely hated it. It was one of my worst movies ever, uh, for some reason. And we anticipated it. Hugely, both of us. Because the commercials made it look amazing, right? Yep. Now, fast forward to literally nine years later. I feel totally... I feel a lot different about it. Like, I don't absolutely think it's the worst movie ever now. And I'm not trying to... I'm I'm not trying to be down on... I'm not trying to be down on the movie either. Because I actually enjoyed it. I saw it... 
we were watching it with our nephew, who's 12. Mm-hmm, almost. And I actually saw it in a different way. Well, you know, like I was saying over the previous weeks, you have to watch movies with a certain head on. Sometimes, Well, you yeah. do with this one, too. It's uh, because of just... We, we actually saw all of Indiana Jones movies recently. They're the same. They've got the same feel about them. You're right. So th- I actually totally was not blown away by this, but... I was surprised what I felt about it after the fact, was you? Yeah, totally. Because I remember watching it the first time. And it's the very, it's the exact same experience we had with The Core. Which we always like to bring up as one of those movies that we really were... From the trailers, you're like, oh my god, that looks so cool. Yeah. And like a good go-to-the-movies movie and you have a good time and then you talk about it and stuff. And as we were watching The Mummy, I remember... now. Strangely enough, I didn't remember that it was one of the first movies we saw together, so that's lovely. I think we might have had a bad experience. It was an absolutely packed, hot cinema as well. (laughs) Like, middle of summer, really stuffy, and, like, there wasn't any seats left, and everybody was kind of laughing and talking. You know, one of those things. And it was, like, not great, because you're like, this is going to be so cool. And then the things that I dislike about it, are the same things that are in both of them. But watching it then, I think I was watching it even more critically. Like you said, I didn't go to that place of like, oh, I'm just going to have to accept it for what it is. I was more like, this is going to be excellent. And we're talking about just a few years after other big blockbustery movies, you know, the, like Twister and Terminator 2. Uh, Terminator 2 and CG movies. What Volcano you saying? This- and, you know, things where you're getting your expectations up. And I'm not saying those are good. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying those are big action event movies. movies. Yeah, event, event movies. And, you know, you're thinking, like, oh, this looks... So I agree with you. At the time, I was we got, came out, and I think I was afraid to say, like, I really didn't like it. I mean, No, and I said I really hated that uh, movie. I don't, I don't know. See, it's sometimes frame of mind at the time. But Magnolia. We also saw that mm. when you were here. We did the second time. Was it? Yeah. When you came back? Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. But this time watching it, I totally did what you did. I sat there thinking, okay... I get it. It's just for fun and... Now, it also... I enjoyed it, too. This is also a lesson in um, how bad your mind keeps things. Because (laughs) we saw this nine years ago, and we also saw The Mummy Returns. We must have gone back for... We did go back and watch The Mummy Returns. I barely remember The Mummy Returns, so I I remember it, because I I totally remember the airship parts. Because I liked it. And I'd totally forgotten that. Okay, so we did watch it. God knows why, because if we ate the first one, why did we go back and see the second one? Maybe we thought it was going to be Wishful thinking. Okay, so, but this also brings to me a, of how badly, because the first movie, we've definitely seen it, 100%, saw it, sat and watched it in the cinema. I barely remember that one. Oh, we do. Totally. Was, I mean, I remember I felt like I was watching parts. a movie for the first time yeah. through a lot of it. I was just so like... I really like the, I like that idea, because if it's a movie you kind of like, and then you go back 10 years later, get, grab it out of your DVD collection and watch it, it, it kind of feels new sometimes. If you didn't really pay attention the first time. I was going to say, that's not really a good thing, is it, though? If you forget the whole movie. Because I think if it went and pulled Terminator <laughs> 2 out and put it on. It, that I mean, I'm, I'm familiar with Terminator 2. Mm-hmm. I don't think that would feel like a new movie 10, 15 years later. So, I don't know. We mustn't have paid that much attention. But, now let's talk about... Okay, the two. let's put the two movies in there. First movie, The Mummy. What's your overall on The Mummy? I enjoyed it. I have, like, split personality here. I enjoyed it for the adventure. I mean, I really did. I love the ancient Egypt stuff. I love the sort of, like, you take a big leap of faith with all of the mystical parts, you know, where they're the gods are helping them come back to life. All this. I like all that stuff. But I don't... So I enjoyed that, the whole adventure of it. And I like the guy with the black hair. I like that that these guys have been around for thousands of years to protect There are some good whatever. elements. Yeah, good elements. What I don't like, and this is for both of them, so you don't have you won't have to ask me at the end of the second one. I do not like the cheeky one-liners constantly. I am not a big fan of Rachel Weiss, to be uh, honest, as a funny person. I loved her in the Constant Gardener. You know what I mean? The Constant Gardener, so it was called. That I was, like her that in the one more. Where she was potting around in the greenhouse. It wasn't it wasn't her. It was her husband who was the gardener. Um and other things, but I've never been a huge fan of hers anyway. So I don't like the sort of, like, over-the-top drama school funniness. I don't mind Brendan Fraser now. I know, you make a weird face. I thought I hated him. I okay. truly did. But now, so I like the, 
story and the stuff, but it was the stupid one-liners and the flippant, flippant things and... I don't know. I don't like um, the cheekiness of it or the so madcapness can, of it. So this is let let me so let me go for my what, what the first one. But let me what I like this time I liked it more than I disliked it. Yeah. Same here. But let let me say the first one. What I liked was it felt epic. It was the CG was early days of CG, so I have to kind of mm-hmm. excuse that a little bit. Some of it was really good, and some of it was really bad. Like, like the type, the type where you're like, "Oh my god, they're hanging on like a green thing," and then I know, I know. So there was some of that, but there's also some good stuff. I really liked Imhotep when he was with the hole in his head and stuff. It, that actually looked really good for what it was. There was a part in the first one near the end where Brendan Fraser had to fight a bunch of. Do you know what I mean on the? At the very end, where she's on the thing, and a bunch of them come, Zombies. and he has to fight them. Yeah, it looked like he wasn't even in that room. It was odd, like it was like he was because he had to act by by swiping the sword to where the mummies were, and it just looked really weird. Like it, like obviously he was in a green screen room when he yeah. was doing it, but it, some of the sword connects didn't even hit the mummies. It was like it was odd, really odd. Like but you said, early days. I can understand that. Um, but I liked it, and I didn't like it, CGI-wise. Um, what I really didn't like is the guy who plays the English dude. The, the bumbling, brother? Can't, yeah, I, I just... I can't... Um, you said that the first time, after the movie. I remember you saying, God, I'm so sick of them portraying English guys as, like, the dopey, yeah, helpless, idiot guy. I remember just, that now. And it's it's this... I know that I know they're trying to homage the original mummy and movies of that time with the slapsticky like, you know, he's a bumbling fool, but like he'll fall over and that will lead to like somebody getting killed. Who's, like you know, a little guy called Jar Jar Banks did the same thing. So like, <laughs> yeah. So I couldn't be doing with him. Some of the characters, Benji. We'll oh, talk about Benny. Was, yeah. Benny. We'll talk about this a lot later. But but as a character in the movie, not my. Not fr- I don't like Brendan Fraser. I really don't know what it is about him. I, told, I said to you yesterday, his head is a weird shape. See, I think um, I'm over. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. So I'm not saying. I'm not saying that makes him a bad actor. But I'm fixated with. I'm fixated with his weird shaped head. Kind of a neck. Lego head. Yeah, it's like it's going to come <laughs> off or something. I don't know. <laughs> It's like a pop-on head. Here's my thing about and his both hair. of them. What's that hair? Here's the both of them. We'll we'll move on from Brendan Fraser's uh, no, aesthetic we, we appeal. Haven't, we haven't. Um, <laughs> I haven't finished with oh. it. So he's also got hair that doesn't strike me as hair of the time. It strikes me of like an early '90s haircut, like that bowl kind of cut. Mm. I don't know if in the 1930s they even had that. Yes, they did. Haircut. They had that long on one side where it would hang down. And the guys had to flip it up. Yep. Well, it looks odd to me. At least and here it, in this country, Rachel Weiss. I love her. She's the best thing in the movie for me. Um, I am sad to learn that The Mummy <laughs> 3, which we will be seeing in a few weeks, she's not in it. I'm sad about that. Oh, seriously? That was like... Not that I was like, woo, Mummy 3 or anything. I'm just thinking like in, in a completest way, I'd like to see the third one. I'm not really looking forward to it. I'm just saying. And that totally took the air out of my sails. But anyway, here's what I would like for these two. This oh. is what I... My overall impression is. I want these kinds of movies to either be... Fun and funny and cheeky, or serious and bloody and gory. I don't like the combination. Yeah. I want it to be really serious. Like the world is really. I never felt like the world was in jeopardy. I never felt like some big horrible thing was going to happen. I didn't either. There wasn't any blood, hardly, and it was always. But, but there was TG. lots of killing and stuff. 13. But I want one or the other. Yeah. No, I think it works overall, though. Having watched them, we watched one yesterday and one today. Watching it, I understand it a lot better. Mm. It was good to see them back to back. It was good to see them on Blu-ray, to be honest. I think it, while Blu-ray shows everything, <laughs> I think that can be a bad thing sometimes. Because this movie does have some bad CG, we've said that. And it really stands out on Blu-ray because it's so good quality. Yeah, both of them have some And bad in stuff. fact, the worst for me, the worst, is... I, I think I'm, this might be a little spoiler, so I'll say spoiler alert, spoiler alert. The second movie, at the end, with the when they're climbing up the pyramid and it's foresty thing, mm-hmm. and they're climbing onto the airship. Yep. Now, what the hell? They were in some <laughs> other movie, I think. <laughs> I agree, totally. And, and on Blu-ray, I think because it's so sharp and clear, 
I just kept seeing soundstage. It just soundstage, so, you know, yep. it screams to me. And there were several, there was parts with the airship. The one uh, where the soldier guys are chasing him on the bus. The whole bus sequence was like, oh my god. I See, just was really waiting for that to be over. Yeah, and... Because the they bus- had that weird... Bad Spider-Man crawly, um, you know, the bad yeah, no, see, I, see, I wasn't that bad for those. And the bus sequence was fun. I thought it was fun because, you know, it's, it's in London and it's fun. But it felt very Indiana Jones as well. Some, Enforced like, to for, me. Like, stuck it, like, Indiana Jones does that kind of thing, tries to, you know, have, have a sequence happen wherever they are that's... Yeah. Let's us try and do that too. A bond. A me too kind of thing. Um, but, okay, so put the both... We, we're just splitting the movies up. Which is your favourite of the two? If you have to split them up. Because I feel it is a big movie. I feel like it's one big movie. I, I really do, do, but let's split them up because like, you might be buying oh, them separate. forcing me. I'm going to say... I actually did like the second one better. And I like the second one better too. Um, I find... I actually that never happens really, does it? Usually the first Rarely. one's better. Not, no. not never, but... What it was with the second one is... I think they'd... It's only a couple of years, but I think they'd nailed the CG a little bit better. Plus, there was some more epic... So one of the best scenes in the second one, for me, was the very beginning with The Rock. It's like the only It's like the only time The Rock's in the movie. Until he's that horrible... Yeah, it was... But oh you know God. the beginning sequence... Don't even get me started on the actual Scorpion King. That's crap. Well, Complete the, shit. The whole beginning sequence. Yeah, the beginning. So a it starts with, like... One army on one side, one yeah. army on the other, and they just do a one of the like a Lord of the Rings moment where it all collides. It sounds amazing. I was watching. I was thinking, well, if you want to show off your home theater, this is the scene because it's just insane. Like it, you know, it's not brilliant CG when they all hit each other, but it's my favorite part. And the rocks in in it for all of what oh, two minutes, in and the then beginning? he's then he's just a CG character at the end, and it's really bad. Yeah, I have really to, bad. I have to comment. It's really that bad. It looks Scorpion like, King is absolute it looks like shit. A, it looks like a plasticine man. It's like horrible. Like he's sculpted. It's insulting. <laughs> I was totally horrified. I remember what I remember that from the first yeah, one. As soon as it came on, I was like, "You are kidding me!" So my thing, my advice is to watch it on a very small TV. Yeah, well, because it <laughs> watch it on your cell it's phone. It's exciting to watch, but it's bad uh, CG. But I would have rather seen. Just Dwayne Johnson come out of the room with two big swords. Oh and just God! Fight yeah, him. totally. He didn't have to be a scorpion at all. Like no, no, he could, he could give him <clears> a scorpion <throat> tail or something. Now like. I haven't seen the Scorpion King, which we'll, we will be seeing it. Maybe that's better, but I'm not holding up. I thought the Scorpion King was before he became Scorpion King. It is, but there's going to be some CG scorpions, surely. <laughs> it's the Scorpion King. Yeah, you know? I'm glad you reminded me because that is the worst part of it was both bad. movies. And it, I mean, yes, it looked even like... the whole sequence looked bad. The room looked bad. Yes, the it looked like looked the rock. Bad. It looked bad. It I mean, the face. Well, yeah, but but a, a computer game version of the rock. Totally. So. Kind of like Neo in the last Matrix we talk, was crap. I think we talked enough about the CG. <laughs> I think people get the yeah, idea. Yeah, but that is part of this. Part of this movie is that it's big action, total fantasy. We're not talking about deep love story. I mean, it's a love story. They love each other and everything. But I mean, that is the movie: is the CG and the action. And when that's crap, it. And I feel the adventure part of it really feels like an adventure because I like movies where I feel like I've been taken on an adventure I've been here I've been there mm-hmm. and I think that happened I think that's why the second one works better it, 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 it takes place in more places for a start true their house and the city the airship the, no true there's the water part there's a foresty part it, you feel like you've been around play, you know been through a big journey the, sec- the first one was pretty much desert and underneath tomb things so I think I believe the second one was better um, we watched it with a 12 year old what did the 12 year old think because I didn't really he's almost 12 uh, he loved it he loved the second one much better when we had our bathroom break and we were coming upstairs he's like oh because the first one when we took a bathroom break which is the beauty of home theater isn't it you can stop whenever we're coming upstairs he's like well it's okay it's okay but we'd only been in watching for maybe 30 minutes and you know the first one does take a while to charge up it is to the slower stuff. the first one this one, and then at the end of that one, he was like, no, that was good. Once it got to the, you know, kid. He's a kid. Once he gets to the end. If he knows there's going to be action, that's what he's looking for. This one, I think he was hooked from the beginning. He liked it all. Yeah, and I I, I can see why. Um, now, uh, the third one, maybe it'll ramp it up again, but hmm. I'm not Looks sure. Looks like it. Yeah. Uh, the third one's... I'm really not looking forward to it, though. 
I am, and I think it'll be a good thing to take Austin to see. Yes, I agree with that. Um, and it's free because I just hate it when they change people. If you can't get all the people who are the key characters from other from other uh, parts of a series, then just don't do it or kill them off. You know what <laughs> I mean? Make say that they're dead and then just move on. Don't like replace them. So let's uh, mention while we're here, we're looking at the Blu-ray ed- edition. Just while I mention, you get a ticket to see the new movie. Oh, yeah, that's part of an extra. I thought that'd Could- be in the extra section. Yeah, is it? What's it called? The new mummy? Maybe no. Curse of the Emperor's Tomb or something like that. Oh, anyway. nice! You pulled that out of nowhere. It's probably wrong. <laughs> um, anyway, you get a ticket in each DVD to see the new movie. Well, yeah, we'll mention it in the extras again. Um, okay, so let's move on to the cast of this uh, okay. epic movie. Brendan Fraser as Richard Rick. I said this to Austin before. Um, I said so. There's Indiana Jones. There's Han Solo, there's Luke Skywalker. What's the mummy guy's name? And he went, I don't know. I said, is it Dick? Because I didn't know what it was. And then he's like, mm. and then he th- then he said it's Rick. But it's pretty forgettable, isn't it? Rick mummy O'Connor. guy is a better name for him. Okay, Brendan Fraser. I could have done with somebody else myself. Yeah, but I like I liked him better than I thought I did. So we we had a weird flip over there because I was like, ugh, you know, but. Actually liked him better than I thought. I think he's appealing to. I think kids can. I don't know. He's just. He's not. I found he's him not more appealing. hero enough to me. I was watching closely, and I liked the way he. Um, your screen went black. That's alright. Um, I like it. I like him. I think he's given a lot of crap things to say. You know those stupid. I just hate those one-liner things and inappropriately or something. I don't know. I liked him. He won me over this time. Now I don't. I don't know. I'm gonna have to get some more Brendan Fraser movies, and then maybe I'll change my mind. But I liked him better than I did before. Should I apologize for that? <laughs> I, I I can't stand him. Uh, so moving on to Rachel Weiss. I she's the fa- like you don't like her. She's mm. she's the favorite thing. My favorite thing in the movie. I really like her. I just like her. Um, I know she's a rip off of an Indiana Jones chick. Tough. But she's not really tough. Well, she's a damsel in distress with a bit of balls. Who can kick some ass. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So she's a rip-off of every other damsel I just found her very theater school acting-ish. And um, I think that was the point. I guess. I think that's... I could have had her be someone else. Just like you... So if we traded both of them, we would have had a whole different movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really liked it. I, th- I, th- I thought she fit She had well. too much freaking hair, man. What's the deal with the big wig? It's, holly- it's old... Style. I don't care. It's ridiculous. It was like Audrey perfect. Hepburn, whatever, you know. Perfect, perfect. And it just drove me crazy. I was fixated. You were fixated on his head. I was fixated on her hair. I don't think these movies were like that great. <laughs> if we're not really watching the movie, we're fixated on the people. So then we've got John Hanna as Jonathan Carnahan, um, the brother of Rachel Weiss. Uh, the character is horrible. Bumbling. The guy seems alright. The guy I kind of like. He's been in a lot of English TV. Um, this isn't a show-off for him. Oh, it's crap. Yeah, he's... The, it could have been without him completely. We had no reason He's the bumbling brother. brother who gets them into trouble a lot. And he's greedy. He's always greedy, wanting the Greedy, always the wants treasure. the gold or the treasure. Yeah, it's, it's really stereotyped. It's boring. Really. Yeah, boring. You're right. Then there's... Now, I really like this guy, Arnold Vosloo, mm-hmm. as High Priest Imhotep. Oh, dear, yes. I just think he's really good. I, I, I think he's... I was actually underused in the movies, too. Uh, like... Totally. He was there. He was. There was more CG mummy than him, and I would have rather had him. Like you know. Yeah. I was waiting for him to turn back into him. I didn't really care about the mummy part. So, I think he's really good. He's like. um, What else has he been in? I looked. uh, Not a lot, really. Not. Not a lot. Not anything you would know. Um, Is he British? I don't know. Oh, I thought maybe knew. I liked him. I liked him a lot. Well, I'm just saying. Like bald heads and. He's, he's a, a nice color. He's like a gold. He <laughs> he's like gold or something. He's South know. African, right? So, um, yeah, I think I've seen him in an interview. Before. He's been in Blood Diamond as the Colonel. I remember the the Colonel guy, Colonel Cortese. He's been in Twenty Four, a bunch of that. I never watched it. Mm. He's been in Revenge of the Mummy, The Ride as the voice. <laughs> he was in Alias. That's what I'm saying. He's not in that much, really. He's been in... Oh, he was also... Do you remember that thing with David Duchovny, the Red Shoe Diaries? 
I never saw it. Kind of like a soft porn. I never saw it. Never saw it. Mm -hmm. It was always on HBO, like, pretty much every night in the 80s and 90s. David Duchovny, I thought it was, uh, the other kid. No, it's David Duchovny. It's like, it's called The Red Shoe Diaries, so it's like... I thought it was Leo DiCaprio. No. So it's like, David Duchovny's walking his dog in a park every week. And then he, he's a uh, sex counsellor or something. It's really weird. So he's like some sex counsellor. He's always walking his dog in the park. And then he, his, his internal monotone voice starts saying, somebody came into my office today and blah, 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 blah. And then it talks about like, you know, then it goes into a sexual fantasy filmed as a soft party type of thing. Wow. But he's been in one of those. <laughs> so if you like him, there you go. I can see that. No, I, I, I liked him a lot, yeah. I think you're right. Underused. And he's the most weighted character of all of them because you could pluck him out of those corny movies pluck put his character into some other actual horror scary kind of movie and it would work because i think he had the most like the most legitimate he was i don't know how to describe it except it felt like he was more authentic there was no corniness or funniness to him at all in fact he smiled a couple of times and i was like no 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 don't smile yeah. You're like, want to take over the world and kill everyone. Don't don't grin. Don't smile. He's pretty charming. You're like. a li- charming, yes. And then we've got... I'm a sucker for the charm. Kevin J. O'Connor as Benny. Now, there's another character like the John Hanna, Jonathan Carnahan character that is really not needed. Oh, But horrible. it's the character that that is the sniveling servant of the bad guy. And you know he's going to get his comeuppance at some point... And then when he does, you don't really care. I didn't care at like, all. You were supposed to be going, yeah, thank God for that. You and know. somebody probably did. Yeah, somebody did. Some, <laughs> one of the Do we guys. not remember if anyone cheered when we watched it the first time? Or probably. we were already headed to the car. One of the douche. <laughs> one of the douche. We were like standing by the door. Is it over? <laughs> yeah, one of the douchebags trademark. I think we should put a TM above douchebags in the cinema. Probably did. Yeah. So, no, I hated that character too. It could have been completely done without. Yeah, and he's a skinny, weaselly guy who helps the bad guy. Kind of, it's 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 formulaic and common. We've seen it before. Um, Dwayne Johnson as a Scorpion King. I did write his name there. Now I'm sure he he plays a good part in the Scorpion King, but in the second movie, The Mummy Returns, he just does a lot of this. And he also, I'm I'm, I'm pointing at my chest and putting my arms back like I'm about to go like yeah, like a wrestler. And he does <laughs> wink, his, wink, and, and he, he does his like. Crazy mouth, like, Argh. and he does his best Chevy Chase impression walking in the <laughs> desert at the beginning. We need to make a list now. Every movie of desert e- walking movies, any movie that that we see, <laughs> and there's a desert scene, and somebody's like really hot and sweaty, and it looks like they're gonna fall over. Just one person walking. I'll always desert. say Chevy Chase because it Chase? totally reminds me of a, you know, <laughs> vacation, vacation. Yeah, when he's so sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather watch Vacation fifty times in a row than to watch these two mummy movies again. Hmm. Okay, so <laughs> who we got next? We got uh, Freddie Both as Alex O'Connor. That's, That's the, the boy. kid, and he yeah. did a good job. Yeah, and he's never been in anything else since. <laughs> no, or before he did no. a good job. Yeah, he's just a cute English kid. He adds, but what? he wasn't too cute, and he wasn't too cheeky, and he wasn't too. He was just right. I liked him. He was my favorite part of the second movie. He had the. He was only in the second one, by the way. Yeah. They obviously had because it's ten years later. A kid in between that. Yeah. The first one's nineteen twenty-three. The second one's nineteen thirty-three. Who knows how long it is in the second? One. Oh, it's ten more years because he's a grown-up. Yep. So yeah, they split into tenure, hmm. which is kind of cool. Yeah. And then I would like to add this lady because she's really beautiful. Mm, I agree. Patricia Velasque. Mm, is that she right? Is lovely. She plays the uh, uh, like the very first movie, The Mummy. The opening scene where she appears with the painted body. Ugh. It's like, whoa. <laughs> and then she's not in it again. I know, it was just I wanted it, like, like, she, she, well, her and the Arnold Vusnu guy, they're like, the, they're like both beautiful people, right? They look really striking. I wanted them to be, and the second movie kind of gave me my wish, because she was in it. Yeah, she was in it more. Yeah. Um, You're so, kind of sounding superficial here. They're what? beautiful. I want to look at the beautiful No, I'm just people. saying they look really good on screen. And obviously she's painted like a like Cleopatra or something. I mean, it just looks really good, doesn't it? It's yeah. 
She's really striking. And then the second one, she's actually like in their time, and she's she does her own. She has a whole character part, or she talks and everything. And she's really kind of creepy. I liked her. Yeah, she's very creepy. Cause, yeah. uh, especially when she, with the kid. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So that's pretty much everybody of note. There's a lot of people in these. Well, movies. the guy with the black hair, though. What's his name? You said. Yeah. Duel. I. I. Odin O'Duel or something. A duel. <laughs> yeah, and he's he's a recurring character. Yeah. Who. But he's in other stuff, too. He's good, too. He's really good. What's he called? Odin? But he's very, a little overly intense sometimes, but then again. What was his character in the movie? Was he uh, Warden Gad Hassan? I don't know what his name was. Omid Dajili was he? Don't know his he just name. Said, oh, no, this is him. He's on the Fair. Yes, that's Ardeth him. Bay. Yeah, that's him. Uh, let's see what he's been in, because I... Yeah, that's him. I see him. Uh, he was in Resident Evil Extinction... As Carlos Olivier. Yeah, he was. Correct. Yeah. Um, as with short hair, though. That's... But right. yeah, that was him. Uh, he was in... Scooby-Doing Where's My Mummy. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a coincidence. Oh. As the voice of Armil Ali Akbar. Maybe he did, like, a piss take of that. Juice Bigelow European Gigolo. That's right, guy. he is. Oh, my God. The guy who's house he's, the big, he's the Gigolo in the first one, yeah. too. That's a funny movie. I can't help it. Resident I'm, Evil I'm really Apocalypse. Sorry. He was in the Resident Evil movies, let's say. He was in The Mummies. He was in something on TV called The Mummy Parody. And Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. Yeah, he was totally. I remember. Yep. So, yeah, we know that guy. And that guy's cool. He's good in this. I like how he recurs and he he's mysterious a little bit. I like that. Yeah. He was, he was a good character. And he's probably going to so come. So when he was hanging on the plane, he was all giddy and laughing. <laughs> and I was like, What? You're like <laughs> when he, when he that was, was not appropriate. When he was strapped to the plane, yeah, and he's like, <laughs> yeah, oh. like a really horrible giddy laugh on his face. I was like, well, did you actually mean to take that? Let, let's film put, of him let's and put, put that into context. There's a World War Two plane in the first movie. There's only two seats, I think three seats. So and there's five or six people got to travel by it. So they strap some of them to the wings. <laughs> yeah. No, there's four of them, and they're they put the. Stupid brother, and but the, they strap them to the wings yeah, with they straps, strap. and then they crash and they live. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> no, yeah, they, they do. <laughs> so yeah, so the- there's some crazy shit in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> crazy shit. <laughs> now you're thinking about it. You're like, that's really stupid. <laughs> yeah, and, and and then and then the balloon thing crashes. No, and, and then the plane crashes. And they, they survive, and then they go, oh no, quicksand. Like, the whole desert, they land in, like, this much quicksand. <laughs> Everything right. else is fine. Like, they're all stood there watching it go down in this, like, inch of quicksand. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> that was one thing where I was like, okay. Oh, you know what I hated from the second one? Those little pygmy things. Ugh. Yeah, really they, they were like the monkey scene in Re- the New Indiana Yes, Jones. I knew you would say that. I knew you'd say totally. that, and I thought they were horrible. Or the Ewoks, or they whatever. They looked bad, it was, it was like, a stupid move, it was... Else pointless they weren't scary they were just creepy and they could go back to be like in some horrible little gremlin takeoff movie or something so if you've seen the new indiana jones there's a scene with uh <laughs> jumping monks swinging in the monk swinging with the monkeys and yeah it's similar to that scene yeah bad bad uh, moving on to the director stephen summers he also directed van helsing deep rising and the scorpion king and all the mummy movies apart from this new one which is directed by the Cohen guy who is the guy who directed The Fast and the Furious and Triple X so that guy's got like a action, the new director's yeah. got an action I'm excited to see what he'll do because if you don't like The Fast and the Furious and Triple X it doesn't mean it'll be like that no what I'm saying is he has a frenetic kind of pace yeah. he keeps it really on pace so I'm thinking this new movie might be you know excited because it's not the same director anyway Stephen Summers doesn't do a bad job no, it's pretty straightforward anyway. It is. There's some really good cinematography, ignoring the CG. Mm. Take the CG out. But how can you not make deserts and stuff look yeah. amazing, like from the sky and, you know? And there were occasions when I thought it was actually kind of cool. There was some handheld stuff and there was a little more... There were the. It wasn't all just, let's stand back here with three or four cameras and shoot the big action. There was a little more close-up and stuff I thought was pretty good in both of them. So the direct, and we saw him talking a little bit, and he's fine. He's he's one of those, like you say, makes the big pictures. He's not like an art house like director. Like a cookie, cookie. <gasps> Sorry. He's not like a, he's not like an art house director. Talking about him, it just bores me so much. <laughs> okay, so moving on to the extras. Now these are 
the Blu-ray disc versions, they've got nice covers. They've got like slip cases with bronze, right. you know, um, what do you call it? Metallic cover art. Mm. Um, they're from Universal, so they feature the, we're just going to go through the extras, the U-Control feature, which we examined last week on Doomsday. What do you think of U-Control? Still not a fan of the U-Control, but on these at least, I know you're going to mention, there are extras that are not involved in the U-Control. Yeah, exactly. Now, these are the de- also they're called the Deluxe Editions. Now, what they've basically done is they've... The movie's perfect, high definition, looks great, but the extras are not. They're all, low, they're all standard def, taken from the DVD releases of past years. So, so basically what you're getting is everything... That they've got on the mummy. Right, and the content of the pop-up video, or the picture-in-picture, which is the only extra video on the U-Control. That's the news. The content of those... Now, let's say, like, last week we said the picture-in-picture was too small. This time it's actually bigger, the picture-in-picture that pops up. So we'll give them that. But it's not constant, it's very random, and you have to actually sit and watch the movie. It's good for a second viewing, I guess. Um... Yeah, but some of that content is just going to be the same kind of stuff. We saw a couple that were just drawing board pictures, a couple that are just, here's how many people we had in this scene, and they last like 10 seconds and they go away. So I would like for all that, I'm going to say it every time we have one of these, just put it all in a menu and let us watch it. We can pick one or the other. Yes, leave it as picture in picture if you want, but then give me the option to just pick play all and I can play, watch everything. But these are quite nice because there's that stuff if you want it, and then you can just, like you say, delve in. Yeah. So, in the additional features section, we've got deleted scenes. Right. Fair enough. They're low definite. You know, they're, they're, they're the deleted scenes from you. You know, there's they nothing don't add, added. They wouldn't there. add anything. There's the feature commentaries, which is three feature commentaries on each movie. And one by Brendan Fraser, one by the director, one by a, a few other of the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, which is cool because that's. You know, if you're really into the mummy, you can watch it. It's the two guys we like, the Vasnu bald guy and the. So you can watch it if you're really into the mummy. You can watch the movie with these f- at least four times and see different things. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so when you see it's ten hours of extras, that ten hours is two and a half hours of the movie, and then two and a half again, and two and a half again, yeah, and two yeah. and a half again. So, but if you're really into it, you you can watch it with the s- three different audio tracks or and the picture and picture, which is you know. Yeah, you can't do both. You can't watch picture-in-picture picture while you're at commentary. No, because there's audio on now, the Now, we have to say that the Brendan Fraser one is a little bit uncomfortable. Because he's just sitting there on alone. A, on his own, that's what I was thinking. It's <laughs> just, just him saying, going, oh, Rachel, she's yeah, nice. Yeah, she's, she's, oh, I've got to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Oh, it's, that's a, let's see. They basically uh, stunt, locked. Stunt actor. Uh, that's Rachel. <laughs> they basically locked um, Brendan Fraser in a room. I think, I think a very small room. Chained him up. <laughs> Put him in front of a microphone and... Uh, and I don't mind listening to him talk about it. It's just a bit weird that there's nobody like, else there. It's like, come on, just let, like... The, well, you know, the guy who's recording the sound, just bring him in yeah. and ask him his, his opinion. <laughs> All right, something. Okay, then we've got... Uh, this is the sneak peek of... Is the proper, to, proper title of Mummy 3. The Mummy, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Mm. Not Curse of the Dragon Emperor. So, there's a sneak peek of that. It's... You've, what you see on HBO the week before a movie comes in theaters that says, blah, 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 Coming the mummy, yeah. you know, and gives you a little bit of a behind-the-scenes look. It's nothing exciting, really, is it? No. It did, it did, we did learn that Rachel Weisz won't be in it. And that guy's directing it. The new director, Jet Li, is Jet it? Jet Li is it's in kind it. Of, They've moved away from the Egyptian thing, which also is a bit disappointing to me. Yes. Because to me, mummies are Egypt and that type of now, world. And I don't care if the third one was all about the same kind of stuff. And now we haven't seen it, so maybe we don't know. Mm. So, they said we're moving away from I know, but it also could be all over the place. They're like, going, they are. They're going to the Appalachian Mountains, and it's going to be some snow and some yeti. They're doing the sequelitis, what you'd expect for the third one. Sequelitis. Right? Yeah. Okay, so then we've got the visual and special effects formation. It's your average stuff. An Army to Rule the World Part 1, which is a... It's another one of those... Talking heads. Talking and where heads. This is how we did this, and this was all the meetings we had to disguise to discuss what the army guys were going to look like and who did the CGI. And it's it's semi-interesting. If you were totally in love with the movie, you would love it. I think that because I'm pretty neutral, I didn't really care. And then you've got Unraveling the Legacy of the Mummy, which is interesting because it shows yeah. you some original clips from mummy. the original Mummy from the 30s. 
Yes. And then you've got Building a Better Mummy, which is how they did the special <laughs> effects. Again, I mean, we don't... If you want to know how the special effects of the mummy, you're, you're catered for here. Correct. In several different versions. Then there's a storyboard to final film comparison. And then there's a photograph montage, which is always nice on Blu-ray because you can flip through them fast instead of waiting like on normal DVD. True. Um, then moving on. Just moving oh, on. Oh, that was just one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a bonus. But they're kind of the same. Come on. Moving on to the Mummy Returns extras. You control again with the picture-in-picture. Picture. It's the same thing. Well, it's not the same thing. It's, it's for this movie. It's the yeah. same. It operates the same. Outtakes. Funny ha-ha. Oh, is it? <laughs> Fe- I think I'm over outtakes, I'll be honest Feature with commentary with the director, the writer, and the producer. The sneak peek of the Mummy Tomb of the Dragon Emperor again. So it's on both. The exact same thing, yeah. yes. An we- Army to Rule the World Part 2, which is the same as Part 1, but covering this movie, right. the second movie instead. Which is a nice, a nice feature on... Probably explaining more in depth, because we didn't watch the whole thing, but more further into it, probably describing the differences between the CGI in those years and stuff. And then Unraveling the Legacy of the Mummy, which is also featured on the first one, is the same. So there are a lot of duplicated extras here, we must add. Well, two. Um, and then visual and, and special effects formation, the same as the first one, but for this movie. An exclusive conversation with The Rock. A talk with The Rock. Yeah. Who's not really in the movie much, so it's kind of strange. Um, it really is. Spotlight on location, the making of The Mummy Returns. It's a total... I said Disney Channel, but not Disney Channel, but one of them. In next week's The Mummy, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Starring Brendan Freight. Yeah, like the action is bigger. Yeah. And then loads of fast clips of them on the set and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then storyboard to final film comparison. da da And then finally, Deja the vu. live music video oh. for the band live. It's not live. <laughs> Forever may may not be long enough. That is a good trick. To and have that's a actually live a good... action live video. So every time anyone in the world puts their Blu-ray in, that yeah. band has to be ready to play live. So, And the biggest feature of both of these is the free movie ticket. Yeah, okay. So finally, a free movie ticket in... In The Mummy, The Mummy Returns, and The Scorpion King on Blu-ray. A, a ticket to go and see The New Mummy 3. Uh, totally free. Excellent. So, we have three tickets. We're going to go and see it. I mean, free is free, right? That's the plan. So, the deluxe editions, I actually think, are quite good. They're actually retailing for $22, which is a lot less than Blu-rays normally. Individually? Re- yes. Which is a lot less than Blu-rays normally retail for plus you, if you are going to see The Mummy free you've got that covered for free right well you're still paying for it well what I'm saying is if you don't own The Mummy and The Mummy returns on Blu-ray disc which you can't because they're new right Right. you never own them you're into getting Blu-ray discs now because you've got a PS3 or whatever and you're a Mummy fan and you're looking forward to next week's Mummy Return <laughs> Mummy 3 this is a lot of it's made for you <laughs> Now, That's kind of a niche audience. Now, if it? you buy these discs in four weeks' time when The Mummy 3 has gone off the cinema, they're not as good value. But right now, they're actually a good value. Because you get... Well, I, I don't need to convince you. I think they're a oh, good you value. you can't. $22. Very good quality yeah. transfer. And sound is amazing on these movies. Um, I underestimated it a bit because it was an older movie. But well, it, did sound a, really it gives good. it a work. And I was in the back of the room this time, and it was really more. I mean, you hear so much more back there than in the where we normally with sit. the rumbly. Uh, it, some of the scenes, that scene specifically with the rock in it, with the big battle taking mm. place over the huge, the the thunder of the horse feet, and the, it's just I thought it was really. But the scenes with the bugs are also really good sound wise. Yeah, really subtle. Like, yep. and you can hear them in where they. You kind of go from. like, oh, like up yeah. your neck, like what? You know, <laughs> if if something's happening in the top right corner, it feels like it really is. So I think it's a showcase for sound and picture, to be honest. And they're they're older movies. Just one. squint a little when this some of the special effects happen. Yeah, and then it look. I okay. mean, yeah, it looks really good. And then when you go to the extras, which are not high definition, this is a disc where it's jarring. Like you're like, oh wow, yeah, the movie does really look good. Cause, yeah, because the extras are from ten years ago, pretty much. So, the deluxe editions of the Mummy on Blu-ray disc, I say, 
because yeah. we always conclude on the uh, here. <laughs> I say, and I've made a bit of a turnaround on them. Get them. I I really do. I enjoyed the second one better than the first one, but I do feel they're a cohesive yeah. one. I think they're a. If you want to show off your Blu-ray setup, your theatre, I think they're perfect for that. I think they're actually watchable more than once. I think you could drag them out again. I think kids will like them. Do you want my opinion? Yes. I say rent the regular DVDs. That's all. I don't think they're... they're I'm pretty neutral. It's a fun time. I wouldn't watch them again on purpose unless they were on TNT late at night and happened to be doing nothing else. I enjoy them at the moment for what they were but I say spend 10 bucks rent them both get some more stuff with your money you don't need the free tickets necessarily because you're gonna if you're buying them just for the free tickets you're spending more than you need to anyway so that's my opinion yeah and I say that I'm split on that one because I say <laughs> these are a good showcase for Blu-ray they're the kind of movies that like Doomsday last week the kind of big I know Doomsday's a completely different Yeah, totally movie, different. But what I'm saying is the kind of big, loud, set-piece kind of movies that yeah. are good for that, for your big screen and stuff. They're, they're, they're the kind of movies that work really well, you know? I, I recommend them. And I'm a hater of The Mummy. Yeah. I was a hater of The Mummy. <laughs> You're now, still not a liker of I'm Brunette I'm not a Fraser. mega lover. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I love Indiana Jones. And they do have a whiff of Indiana Jones. And if you're a kid like Austin, who we just watched it with, our nephew, he doesn't know what The Mummy is. It's his first experience for The Mummy. I feel they hold up. They're 10 years old, and I feel they feel as good as today's. You know, stuff Mm -hmm. that you see today is like... Some of the stuff you see today, it's too over-the-top CG. It's like we're doing everything now, you know, it's... I don't know. uh, Transformers was fine with me. Transformers was brilliant. (laughs) And he didn't like it. And that's all special. And what I'm saying is a kid... He didn't like it? He thought it was alright, but the special effects wasn't... He said to me that uh, it was too confusing. He didn't know who was fighting him. Oh, right. So, but me personally, uh, the Transformers is brilliant. But the mummy, being 10 years old, really holds up. So I say buy, you say rent. What's your movie recommendation for the week then? My movie recommendation for the week is The Breakfast Club. Oh, yay! I I obviously was brought, um, you know, grew up in the 80s. I am probably ashamed to say I've never seen The Breakfast Club. Yeah, just let me say, I was at work, I get a message from you, you say, I've just come up to get a drink, I'm watching The Breakfast Club. Well, you know and what? I was like, what? You know what spurred me? I was <laughs> in the toilet in the home theatre, right? <laughs> having a pee. Oh, right. And, there. and when I stand up having a pee on the wall, we've got a Breakfast Club poster. <laughs> it's right in front of me. And I've looked at it a lot of times. And it means nothing to me. There's just, just some people. Emilio Estevez. I see, I see Emilio Estevez and I think, okay, this means nothing to me. It's some high school And kids. me, I look at it and I, it all floods back to me. So the I, whole movie. And I've had it in my mind for, the, for a while to watch Sixteen Candles and Breakfast Club because I really have never seen them. I've seen a lot of John Hughes movies, but not those two. So I watched it and I really loved it. And I, I told you I watched it with the point of view of, okay, this isn't a new movie. This is something from then. I loved Ferris Bueller. Let me go at it that way. And I think it it's as it's it sits right alongside Ferris Bueller as hey, good you're as preaching I'm preaching to the choir. You and know it's one of my anyway, favorites. It also inspired me to go and pay some money to buy Weird Science on DVD. Correct. So, so I'm excited to see that one again. So um So your recommendation is Breakfast Club. That's fabulous. Yeah, and if you've not seen it, and if you have seen it, what go and get it and watch it again. It's cheap. It's about three dollars. <laughs> you know? And my recommendation is another action movie. It's not fantastic or anything, but I actually liked it. It was Hidalgo. I was thinking about all the sand and yeah, stuff, I and I actually a, really liked it. I actually it. have Hidalgo on Blu-ray, too. Yeah, I know. And I think it's a totally different kind of movie. It's yeah, it quality. Is. But it. But the sand I, made me think of it. And I just how about it was Sahara? Really... Sahara was all right, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Or Flight of the Phoenix. In fact, Sahara. The new one. The new one with uh, Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy. Uh, that is actually one that Austin may like too, like as a because it's action packed and it's it is and it's Indiana Jones slash. It's I mean, all, we're not talking you know top notch flicks. No, here, we're but talking I think about Hidal- But I, the sand kind of put me in the mood, and so I think Hidalgo was good. It's really long and it's involved, and you really feel like you've been through it when you see that movie. I mean, really. 
So let me say thanks to Universal for those Blu-ray discs. Um, that was the Doomsday, and those were the oh, uh, yeah. first batch. Well, let's see what they. I think that's a good batch to come out with. Yeah. Let's see what else they're going to put out over the next few months. I think they're taking it slow, you know. But you know, I like it when they dip back into the back catalogue because yeah. there are movies like The Mummy where you dismissed it completely, and then you do watch it, and it might change. Are we doing mind. a review of those '80s movies that, you, that you're talking about at some point? Uh, That'd be cool. We, they're in our collection. If you want to, we can. Mm. Um, but yeah, I've I've bought Weird Science, so we'll be watching <laughs> that soon. Um, not that I haven't seen Weird Science; I've seen it a, a hundred times. But we do. I want to see it again. Okay, so moving on to the contest. There isn't one this week, but there will be one next week. Okay. The one from next week is over and done with from last week. <laughs> moving on to games. Have you played any games? There's a game I want you to play, and it's sat in there. I left it in there. No, but it's on your PSP. Yeah, we'll just sit on the couch and play it for a... I mean, not now. Next week. (laughs) Talk about it, okay? Okay. Uh, I won't talk about it. Okay. We'll talk about it together. So, it's a game we... Well, we'll say the title of it. It's Buzz Master Quiz. It's on the PSP, if you want to join in with us at home. Will I whoop your butt like I do on Seen It? Because it's a trivia game, right? Uh, I am quite good at this one. Hmm. We'll see. But I live in America. No, it's not an English one. It's I know. an American one. I know what I'm saying. And I know a little bit more about American TV. And maybe a little bit more about American sports. Mm. Maybe. And we'll see. Maybe. Okay. Uh, Challenge is on. Now, Soul Calibur 4. Oh, yeah. You, you played wanna, that last night. You uh, want, did you I see it? The other, I looked at it briefly. I like the other ones. We you like there. Soul Calibur, so I will be fighting you. Okay. Um, Hiya! I'm Noah! Now, oh. the big news of Soul Calibur 4... <laughs> Much to our nephew's delight, as he stayed the night last night, <laughs> is and he stayed up till how old is he? Tw- nearly twelve. Yeah, like you say. he stayed up till three. He stayed up till three o'clock in the morning because someone was playing Soul Calibur four with him. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the big news for Soul Calibur is the star. Some of the Star Wars characters have joined forces with Soul Calibur, and they have big boobs. <laughs> well, Yoda's boobs are quite nice <laughs> under his little Jedi robes. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> does so he we, make a weird sound? Yeah, like the he, girls. Hey, no, he yeah. makes the real noise, like his oh, little Yoda noise. Anyway, there's Yoda in the Xbox 360 version, and there's the Apprentice, which is Darth Vader's apprentice, which is the character in the new upcoming Force Unleashed game, which is the next Star Wars game. So they've introduced him in Soul Calibur, and he's really cool. Now Austin and me were on the fence, so we don't really want to play some janky Darth yeah. Vader apprentice, but he's cool. Now, I, if the story is good. I think it'll be a good game. Yoda's really cool. And if you buy the PS3 version, you don't get Yoda. You get Darth Vader. Huh. So there's a reason to buy both. The dark side, the PS3. The green side. Uh, You can also create your own. Create your own character. A really in-depth character creator. You can make anything. I made like a clown. (laughs) I made Taki, my favorite character in uh, Soul Calibur. Who's mine? The girl with the long hair. Ivy. Yes, the, the bum showing, yeah. She, she has a the... whip. Yeah. Yeah, she's really tall in this one. It's like she's, she's always tall. Yeah, but she's taller. She's like a wrestler. Valdo's really strange in this Ooh, one. Oh, Valdo's always creepy with the weird back crab yeah. walk and like pervy look. But anyway, uh, Taki, I made a version of Taki that just had underpants and a bra on. And she looked like a dead or alive girl. And Austin wanted to play with her. He thought it was really funny because she had no clothes. Right. I'm sure he did. <laughs> He's 11. So, <laughs> Soul Calibur 4, I recommend it. It's not the deepest game ever, but it's fun. It's just for fighting and fun. You actually do get into it. And I remember a day. You start learning the move. When you would actually be battling someone and you'd say, Oh, I cannot get this guy. Can you get him? And I would pick it up and just do it. Mm-hmm. I like that. Well, maybe you'll do that this time. Uh, and the other game is Pixel Junk Eden, which you've only seen like two or three minutes of. It's kind of an independent game on the Sony network. I got the demo of it. What do you think of that one? Looks good. Flowy. It looks a little more challenging than I like that kind of stuff to be. It's really kind of fun. It's a, like a chill-out game, I, I call them. See, like I don't call flow. that chill-out, though. It looked like you had to constantly be doing stuff, and I like a little there's more There's not really out. much... You can play it in different ways, but there's, there's one with no timer where you just do that stuff. Hmm. Like, I was playing the one with the timer. There's one where you just do it. That's what I'm like. Collect all Endless. the stuff. Yeah, it's just... You know, and it's it's got some really nice music. It's kind of it's chill out. It, I can explain it like flow. It's not made by the same people as flow. It's made by the P 
pixel junk monsters crew. I didn't mean flowy like the game flow. I meant flowy like it flows. Yeah, like <laughs> and like this new genre of games, like that this new flower game fits into. It's like a art house gaming mm-hmm. or something. It's not and on the whole on the big sc- big screen. It's pretty yeah, cool. it's insane. It's it. I can't. You know the size of the character. I can't imagine playing that on a little screen. Oh yeah, I never thought it. Tiny, he's like, only like a couple inches. He's, yeah, yeah. So he wouldn't. He must be tiny, tiny on a small TV. So Pixel Junk Eden. It's not out yet. That was just a demo. I think it's out next week. It's going to be like four ninety nine. It seems reasonable because it's a nice looking, interesting game. I like three. Yeah, PS three on the. I, I've, I've said to you before. I really I, I support games like that because I bought Flow, which isn't really a game. It was just like a. What was it? It was like that, like a I piece of a art, game. kind of. I disagree with all that. But there's no score, there's no... I'm intrigued by them in some way. It's a challenge. That's what makes it a game to me. It yeah. is a challenge. Because you can get knocked back, and you get certain play, and then something you screw up, and you have to go back a level. But so. it's this new genre of stuff that they're trying to categorize, where it's like art as video game. And I kind of like that, because it is different. And it's places like the PSN and the... 360 marketplace is where you if you've got a bizarre idea in your head that isn't really 100% marketable take it how about the one with the stick figure and trying to echo curl is that it yeah Yeah, that's good that's another one yeah like it's it's not a game that is immediately you put it on a disc and sell a billion of them but if you can have a small outlay and put them on their store exclusively it's I think that yeah totally to encourage that stuff is good because to pay 4.99 for a game if if it's just a small bite sized thing it's I think it's time to break away from all the, no offense, but you gamer guys who think you've defined it, you've figured it out, and now they have to cater to you because I disagree. So that's just my little dig. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? Well, when I, these games no, come I'm out, saying, you like hear it. all the little Weasley guys, this isn't a game, there's no score, there's no this, there's well, no bad not, guy. You no, guys don't, I don't decide. I know you don't. I'm saying these guys on these podcasts and stuff to listen to. No, I like Well, guess what? The whole world doesn't revolve around you. And I like, they showed Flower at E3, which is the next... Move the next game by this Genoa Chen, Chen guy who did Flow, and it's really hard to understand what it is when you're looking at it. And I like that because I'm intrigued and I want to. I like that ex- it's an experience. I want to explore have. it. And then they asked him exploration. Yeah, they said to him, "So what is this game?" You know, because every journalist was trying to get what's this game. I I need to tell my readers or my viewers what this game is. And he was just saying it's a video game poem. So figure that out like you know I, I like that because it makes me want to get that and see what it is for, my, for me like you know that's good and it's just a, I definitely encourage the uh, small developer bedroom developer like oh please game. yeah because that's where creativity comes from not from commercial just like us liking independent movies too really. exactly you never know what you're going to find creativity does come from big commercial projects but it's never quite the same is it no it's very packaged and yeah. manufactured which is fine sometimes well but it's so good caliber to... 4 is brilliant <laughs> looks really amazing plays very well it's all slick it's another soul caliber game you know so the last thing well that's all the games we played this week the last thing uh, Cinema Marquee mm-hmm. what do you think of the Cinema Marquee I love it what is it what is the Cinema Marquee the Cinema Marquee is um, <laughs> we go we descend to our home theater room and when we do that before there's like this spot right over the stairs it's like the 70s paneling right and before we had a little sign on there that said Hollywood Boulevard like a blue street sign just sort of resting on the door jam really <laughs> which was fine for two years now, yeah. all of a sudden, there is a, a sign there, a sign that says, now showing, it's like an actual old-fashioned looking movie marquee, with the name of the movie slid on in little letters, and uh, time. And today the... it said, now showing, The Mummy and Returns. <laughs> Just like in a monkey. So you bought a sign, that's what yeah. I'm trying to and say. Yeah, and uh, if you want to look at it, it, on my Flickr page, if you go to my um, Facebook page, I'm Paul Hayes on Facebook. P-A-U-L-H-A-Y-E-S. <laughs> Be my friend if you like. But if you go to my Facebook page and click on my Flickr thing, which is in my main profile. Click on my Flickr? You can see <laughs> a picture of it uh, installed above the door. It's cool. And I you, recommend You can also it. see a lot of pictures of our home theatre. It was 30 bucks, right? 35 Yeah. I love it. That's perfect. It looks perfect, yeah. I haven't seen it now. You said you changed it. I have. I've changed it for next week's movie. It's got the little slidey letters. 
Yeah, they're really easy to put in. It's not. It's kind of we we're doing our home theater and like one thing at a time. You know, we had the chairs and the big TV. Then we got the big screen. Then we turned it around. Then we're gonna do the curtains. Now you got that. We got the DVD shelves. It's like one little thing at a time. Yeah, but it's almost how we like it. Yeah. Um, and I also bought a movie poster this week off eBay because mm. I really liked Doomsday last week. I decided to get the movie poster to put in there. Now, normally I go to allposters.com to buy movie posters. Not anything against allposters.com, but they're quite expensive, like $25 sometimes for your poster that you want. Plus shipping. this guy on eBay, uh, he obviously works in a theatre or whatever, and he's selling posters that are, you know... They've not been used, though, so they're new. So who knows where he gets them from anyway. The Doomsday poster, $25.99 on all posters. Shipped from this guy, $7. (laughs) So I'm I'm a fan of that. Yeah. You know, because it's a double-sided poster too, one of those really high-quality ones. So if you want movie posters, eBay looks like the place to go. Okay. I Where think... did you get your now showing sign? I got it from... Was it like a home theater site? Yeah, a home... Stargate, home... Stargate Home Theater something or other it's called. They have pillows that have stuff Blankets. on them and rugs and oh home theater stuff yeah everything uh more home theater decor like yeah uh, lamps and all that kind of thing so if you uh want to buy me a gift at christmas or whatever are you look telling me a gift voucher from <laughs> for that place no nice. vouchers for me i'll get you or, something. Or something yeah um so and the next thing we've hit an hour okay one real quick thing i just not that i just discovered it this week oh yeah. but um, I was trying to think of a way to make a list of all the movies I've ever seen, which would probably be impossible, like you said. But on IMDb, you can actually make your own little count and add movies to your list or whatever categories you want. That's how I'm making my list. Um, and it's fantastic, because every movie you think of that you haven't occurred, hasn't occurred to you for years, that whole movie floods through my mind in like an instant. And it's fantastic. You can, the other night I said, how many times I did it one day and five minutes today and I've done 500 movies. Because they just roll out of your mind, and then you go, oh, yeah, and I saw this Brad Pitt movie. And then you say, oh, I saw this from this director. Let's look at all those. And the I'm Mexican. Just, the Mexican. I've got it. I, oh, did, okay. uh, I did that. I, w- I go from a person, then I find all that person stuff that I've seen. I tick it, tick it, tick it, tick it. It's a little, it's a little time-consuming because they don't make it super user-friendly. It's pretty good, but I just recommend it if you would like to start compiling lists of movies you've seen. It's quite interesting because... It's like you're seeing the movie all over again. Movies, if I don't remember them very well, but I'm pretty sure I've seen it, I don't put them on the list because I don't think it counts. So. And I, I haven't actually done this, but I might start doing it. It's really fascinating because you just can't mm-hmm. rem- like remembering Millions, for example. That's a fantastic movie. And it never would occur to me again. It doesn't pop into your mind every day, all these good movies you've seen. But once I saw it, and now that I'm saying it now, it's like a fin- it's really good. And, and I a, love that. On another... Um I use a program called DVD Profiler because I own a lot of DVDs. Now this is a program. It cost me thirty dollars when it came when I got it, when I bought it. But you get it for life, you know. It's thirty dollars. You can add your DVDs to it as you buy them, and you can add them by the barcode, which is nice. You just type the barcode in, it comes up. You say add. Then it adds it to an online space as well. Once you if you've bought the program, so if I if you say to me, what DVDs have you got? I can send you a link, and it's a list of all my DVDs in detail. It's a really nice program. Yeah. It lives on your PC as a real program, and then it lives on the web as just a web page. As a list. Yeah. Um, it's really nice. DVD profile. I give that one a plug. And I'm not sure why I'm in fascinated by getting in my mind all these movies I've ever seen, but I've always wondered, how many have there been? And I was saying to you, um, me and you, we watch a lot of movies... It must be tens of thousands, mustn't it? Uh, I don't in know. our lives, like forever. I was saying the first movie I've ever seen, Digby, the biggest dog in the world. <laughs> has anybody really ever seen that apart from me? Well, obviously, somebody you know has. My first movie was The World's Greatest Athlete. And I, I remember it in bits and pieces. That was the first one I ever went to see at the theater. Not the first movie I ever saw, but 1973. First time I ever went to the theater and saw a movie. Yeah, and I, I literally saw it in, I think it was 1973 also. Digby, the biggest dog in the world. Then I saw some movie on the, the drive-in. was my first drive-in. I don't remember what it was, but it was a and Disney then, movie. And when I really started going to the theater, I saw this little movie called Star Wars. <laughs> and then that sparked the whole... I've, I'm really... I never saw that on the theater. You know where I saw that? On Laserdisc with some dude many years later. And I, I wasn't thoroughly impressed. Then I watched it when it came back out on the cinema. 
you know, that release. Wasn't thoroughly impressed. Blasphemous. Blasphemous. (laughs) Well, it could have been the company I was keeping. Okay, let's be honest. Sometimes movie experience is the whole of your experience, not just the thing itself. Plus having to flip the disc in the middle and the TV was really small and the speakers were really crappy. (laughs) So, you know, it might have been just that I just didn't, I didn't like the whole situation. But, um. I actually skipped the whole Laserdisc thing. My friend... Thank goodness. ...had a Laserdisc player. And I used to go to his home theatre to watch them. He had a home theatre, literally. This was <laughs> early 90s home theatre. We're talking like a... He was, he was really into it, but it was like a 30-inch projection TV. He had meaty speakers like we do downstairs, so it was pretty loud with a, with a subwoofer. And he had a Laserdisc player. And I watched Star Wars with him. And yeah, I do remember having to turn the disc over. And then a little bit later in time, he got the special Pioneer laser disc player that turned the disc over itself. Do you remember that one? <laughs> no. It, what, what basically happened It had to be was, huge. It, no, the disc stayed as it was and the laser went around. I was going to say. It started here and went around the other side. But there was a bit of a break while it went, but then it carried on. You didn't have to go and take it Isn't out. Isn't that so, funny? Yeah, it was a odd format. But I, I don't think we... If that didn't exist, we wouldn't have DVD. So I... I I'm, appreciate yeah. it you know and I really appreciate Blu-ray discs one of the things about Blu-ray discs I wanted to say was no layer change I really appreciate that because sometimes sometimes I know it's only a second or whatever it's really odd when somebody's talking and it goes and then then they pause and then they start again I know it only takes a second but that shouldn't be a, that shouldn't happen in a movie <laughs> you don't go to a cinema and it stops while they change the reel it's maybe not, in hours <laughs> maybe in yeah, our theater. Maybe in our, well, maybe they miss <laughs> a real or something. Shithole theater. But yeah, I appreciate Blu-ray not having any layer change whatsoever. You see a movie start to finish. That's how it should be, right? Yeah. There's no... It's, layer change never bothers me. It often bothered me. Aw. It's just a... It's a technological thing that they couldn't get round. And, you know, it, there had to be a... We should just do a separate podcast sometime just of the history of our movie... Uh, the history of us and movies. We Not should. that anyone else would listen, but it'd be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Just for ourselves. Just for us. We okay, can listen to it. So let me wrap things up here. Uh, we've got acegully.com, sidtalk.com. We've also both got Facebook accounts. We've got podcasts, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, you can subscribe to either of our podcasts on iTunes Music Store, Zoom Marketplace. We've both got RSS feeds available on respective pages. Go to acegully.com, click on podcast, you can listen to the podcast. Sidtalk.com on the front page, top right, you can just listen to the podcast. Email feedback to acegully at acegully.com. Sidtalk at sidtalk.com. Do you think I've got this down? I think you've got it. And stay classy, Rachel Weiss, because you're not going to be in The Mummy 3, so <laughs> that probably makes you a bit more classy than you were. Oh, you think? And I'm going to say, uh, people, just think for yourselves. That's it. <laughs> That's a bit of an anti-climate. <laughs> Think for yourselves or someone else will do it for you. <laughs>